Hey guys, so welcome back to D's Wrestling Podcast, formerly known as D&B Wrestling Podcast. Um, name change makes mainly, I try to say mainly and basically at the same time, uh, mainly because me and my ex had planned to do segments together. Um, we were going to call it uh, D&B's Wrestling Podcast for Dustin and Brittany's. Um, we never got the chance to do podcasts together. Um, mainly because we live nine hours away, and every time we do see each other, we have a one-year-old and a three-year-old to take care of. So it just becomes a little too rambunctious to do a podcast together. So um, it looks like I'm just going to be doing it by myself for a while. Um, I may have guests on here every once in a while, which would be fantastic. I've been trying to get people to to do the podcast with me, but the problem is is I don't have very many people that are wrestling fans like I am. Um, so that's a huge issue. Um, I have maybe three people in my life that are wrestling fans, um, my ex fiance being one of them. So my goal, ultimately, with this podcast is to hopefully get people listening to it, get people um, wanting to to either add to it or to be part of it. Um, because I'm doing this by myself, so it's very, very hard to to play off yourself. Um because I tried to remember off the top of my head everything that I want to talk about, um, but without having somebody else to bounce back and forth off of, it is very, very difficult to um, to do a podcast without sounding like you're all over the place. So if I do sound like I'm all over the place, I apologize. That's the reason why, is because I'm doing this by myself and it's all off the top of my head. Because I don't take notes when I do a podcast, to be completely honest. Most of the time when I do a podcast, I just randomly do one like it's not planned I just spontaneously decide that I'm going to do one um, so the podcast today one of the reasons why I think I say it's going to sound like it's all over the place is because it's not just going to be a SummerSlam review from what happened last night it's going to be a kind of a, a talk through of what's happened over the last few months because I have not made a podcast since right before Wrestlemania I tried to make one for WrestleMania to do a review, and the the app I use called Anchor um, was re- being weird at the time, so I didn't end up recording a review of WrestleMania like I wanted to. So I'm probably gonna say it more than once, but I do apologize to anybody who does listen that I've been away for so long. Um, but it's because there, literally, I feel like has been nothing to talk about, um, because I don't want my podcast to just be me bitching about wrestling. I'm not Jim Cornette. I don't want every single podcast to be about what's wrong with the state of wrestling. I want there to be positive podcasts as well, not just, oh, you know, FWWE because their product is terrible. No, because as much as terrible as WWE product is, there are some positives behind it. With every black cloud, as they say, is a silver lining. Um, And there are silver linings with WWE. Believe it or not, There are silver linings. Um, I know a lot of people are jumping ship to WWE or jumping ship to AEW from WWE, not the wrestlers. I'm talking about fans Um, because AEW is a fresh start. Um, It's a good alternative. It's like WCW was for WWE back in the 90s and early 2000s before WCW went out of business. It is a great alternative to WWE. When you get tired of that product, you can flip to something else. That's what I loved about WCW back in the 90s is that when I watched it, 
I was able to have an alternative to WWE. Like I wasn't stuck just watching one program on Mondays and Mondays and I think Thunder and SmackDown were both on Thursdays at that time. But I could watch Monday Night Raw and Nitro at the same time on Mondays, and I had two different options. So if there was a match on WCW I didn't like and I didn't want to watch, I could flip it to WWE, and it was vice versa as well. And now you don't have those options. I mean, you do if you if you want to watch Twitch. Um, Impact is now having an extremely hard time finding a channel to put their programming on, which is sad because there's a lot of good programming on Impact right now. Um, I'm a huge Sammy Callahan fan. It's a shame what they did with him in WWE, but he's made it work so well since he left um, as far as he was Solomon Crow for anybody who doesn't know in NXT. It didn't work out. Basically gave him Elias' gimmick is what they did, and then it didn't work for Vince McMahon or Triple H or whoever. So they let him go. They let him go, released him, future endeavored, whatever you want to call it. He goes to Impact and makes a huge, no pun intended, impact. Like he is actually going for the world title at the next pay-per-view, which I'm very excited for because Sammy Callahan has shown me that if you work hard, Anything can happen. Just because you didn't make it in WWE doesn't mean you can't make it somewhere else. The same thing with Moxley. I mean, Moxley, anybody who doesn't know, which everybody should know if you're a wrestling fan, is Dean Ambrose. Uh, John Moxley, the last like four months in WWE, basically felt like a joke to me. Like it was just like his character didn't mean anything to the company. Um, some of the things that he said that Vincent Mann told him to say on when he was on Jericho's podcast, which is kind of like, I'm like, okay, so Vincent Mann is either out of his mind or Vincent Mann thinks that there's things that are okay that aren't okay. Because um, supposedly uh, Moxley, Ambrose, John, whatever you want to call him, he said that there was a segment that he refused to say that Vincent Mann wanted him to say in a promo was that Roman Reigns is a dead man, and so are you, Rollins. And it was referring to Roman Reigns' cancer. And with him being friends with Reigns, he walked up to Vince McMahon and was like, I'm not going to say that. Like, I don't even know why you think it would be okay to say that. Um, with him having Susan G. Komen as a sponsor, I don't know why Vince McMahon would have think that was a, a good line because, I mean, you have one of your biggest sponsors is Susan G. Komen. Like, you turned everything pink for the month of October for breast cancer, and then you want to turn around and mock cancer, and that's just not... Something that ever should have even been thought about. Um, but this is also a man, being Vince McMahon, that back in the early 2000s thought about having an incest storyline with his own daughter. So you can't put anything past Vince McMahon anymore. Uh, like I said, there's not a, there's more bad than good with WWE right now. Um, the good being things like um, they're finally not letting Lesnar look like he's unstoppable. Um as shown last night at the end of SummerSlam, Bray Wyatt's new character, The Fiend, is fantastic. Um, the entrance for that last night was phenomenal. I'll talk about that in a minute. But then you've got the bad. Um, it sounds weird to say. I mean, I don't... It almost sounds bitter, but it's not, I promise. It's just seeing everything and analyzing everything and reading everything. Because I'm a huge wrestling fan. I read my news. I read what goes on backstage. Which some people, like Meltzer, you can't always take what Meltzer says... 100% because he doesn't always know what's going on. But the stuff I do read, it sounds to me like Vince McMahon is the main problem with WWE right now. Like, I don't know if he just needs to step back, he needs to step down. I don't know, but something needs to happen. Um, the two biggest problems I have is that 
he one he thinks the segments like I said are okay like that and he just needs to realize they're not and two he is trying to rewrite shows in the middle of the show like once you have a script finalized that should be it um, unless you see something is going wrong in the middle of the ring and you have to all of a sudden skirt something then that's fine but he was rewriting the script for for SummerSlam as SummerSlam was happening and that's not okay if you want to have a show be a disaster that's how you do it you rewrite everything in the middle of the show um, and I'm kind of wondering if that's not why Becky and Natalia opened the show last night um, I don't know if that was a rewrite or not People that were there said that Natasha, I keep wanting to say Natasha, I don't know why I keep wanting to say Natasha, Natalia got booed out of the building, but you couldn't tell on television because they, um, the production truck out back actually turned the volume down so you couldn't tell that she was being booed out of the building. Uh, so that was interesting to know that Natalia, even in Toronto, isn't getting cheered, which I don't care for Natalia, never have. I don't think she can act. I think her promos are shit, um, and I don't think she can wrestle either. Her facial expressions and her promos are about as bad as Ronda Rousey. You can fight me for saying that. Ronda Rousey cuts a terrible promo. Her faces always look like she's constipated. Ronda Rousey is not good. She's not. She's hurt people in the ring. She can't go to cut a good promo. She's not convincing as a wrestler. Um, they had her signed for five years, and she left after a year. Um, and in that time, between her and Nia Jax, I think there was like seven people that were hurt between those two women alone. So... Ronda Rousey, not a fan of, never have been, never will be. You can fight me on that, that's fine. Um, but I was surprised that they kept the, the title on Becky last night. Um, I figured what would have happened is they would have kept the title on Becky, and then or not kept the title on Becky, they would have given it to Natalia in Toronto to give the hometown queen, whatever you want to call her, the title, and then had her lose it tonight on Raw to Lacey Evans or something like that, because you could have... Taking it off of Becky last night to make Natalia look like she did well in her hometown, but then giving it to somebody else tonight, so that way you don't make Becky look weak, but at the same time, give it to somebody else like Lacey Evans, who, don't get me wrong, doesn't deserve it right now, but that would have been a way to give it to her without losing to Becky. Or sorry, without Becky losing to her. My bad. Uh, but yeah, it's... The SummerSlam pay for you last night was... It was solid. Um, I did watch it from the beginning. I was... I had it on my phone at work, so I was just kind of watching it without the audio for the first three hours or so. The way they did the card matchup was a little weird. Um, I thought having Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston before Bray Wyatt, and or I keep wanting to say Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, which is Bray Wyatt, of course, versus Finn Balor, I thought that was a little weird. Uh, but I think they were just wanting to split up the championship matches so they, they weren't back-to-back. So I think that's the main reason why that happened, but I still thought that was a little weird. Uh, sorry, I was trying to think of this off the top of my head, so I'm trying to just go over each match briefly. Um, Ember and Bailey, Ember and Bailey match. I was, I I can't say that I was happy with it because I can't say that they jobbed Ember Moon to Bailey because they didn't because it's not like it was a five second match. It was an actual wrestling match, but I think it's about time for Ember to actually get the title. Because I feel like in the last two years since this women's revolution thing happened, that they've given the title to like three women in rotation, sorry, four women in rotation over that two years. And it's either been Alexa, Charlotte, Becky, or Bailey has been the four women that have had the title in the last two years. Now maybe you have women backstage that aren't as talented. Maybe, um, maybe you have women that aren't ready. But you can't know that these women aren't ready without giving them a chance. 
I mean, if you follow anybody on Twitter at all, Dana Brooke has said that she has been training like crazy to try to get back in the ring. Um, ever since her boyfriend died in the weird way that he did, um, she's been clamoring to try to get her wrestling career taken off because she needs something because her, um, I don't think she lifts weights. I don't think she does uh, bodybuilding anymore. I don't think she does that anymore since her boyfriend died. Um, I think it's just hard for her because it just reminds her of him. So wrestling is all she has. And she keeps clamoring and clamoring and saying, hey, you know, I want a chance. I want a chance. Like Becky keeps getting the chance. And so does Charlotte. Charlotte's had the title nine times in two years. Nobody ever should win a title nine times in two years. Like that's just ridiculous. Like at one point you were just throwing the title back and forth like it was a hot potato between her and Becky. I love Becky to death. I do. Um, Becky, when she did the man persona, I thought it was great. I loved it. Um, still, still a Becky fan. Um, I don't like the fact that they are just pushing her and pushing her, but I'll always be a fan of hers. It's not our fault that they keep pushing her. Um, I think she can cut a promo. A lot of people don't. I've always liked her promos, but it's, it's weird just because now they've got Alexa out of the picture. So now you're just going to hot potato it between three different women. Now you're just going to hot potato it between Charlotte, Becky, and Bailey because Alexa now is tag team champions with Nikki, which is cool. Uh, Alexa's had a lot of health problems in the last year, so I think she's just kind of backing off a little bit. Um, so it's great to see her in a different title picture other than the women's title. I love Alexa too. Um, my ex fiance's met her. She's one of the sweetest women in the world. Um, she's an amazing person. And if you have... If you're a good person outside the ring, not just as a wrestling persona, but as a person when you meet people, I'm going to have more respect for you too. Um, that's one of the reasons why I don't care for Sasha is because Sasha is not a good person. Um, the meet and greets that I've heard people have with her um, have not gone well um, as far as her treating fans. Like if they accidentally run into an airport or something and they ask her for a picture, which I get if you're in a hurry or something. And you don't want to take a picture, but you can say, hey, you know, I'm in a hurry to get on the plane, don't want to take a picture. You don't have to be rude about it when somebody asks for a picture. I mean, it's just one of those things where there's certain ways to approach things when you're famous. Because when you're famous, there's certain things that come with it. And there are certain things that come with it that are good, certain things that come with it are bad. You do get weirdos. You get weirdos that are going to follow you around. Um, Non-wrestling related, the thing with Christina Grimmie. The poor girl was, what, 24 years old when she was shot and killed by some psycho who said, if you can't be with me, you're not going to be with anybody. And she, he killed her in front of her own brother. Um, so stuff like that happens, just like wrestling-related. thing with Bret Hart and the guy tackling him in the ring at the Hall of Fame. Like, that guy was mad because of, oh gosh, what was he mad about? There was something that he was mad at. He admitted that he was mad about something, so he tackled Bret Hart in the middle of the ring. Like, you do have people that are absolute psychos when it comes to taking things too far. I get it. But if somebody is in the middle of an airport and say, hey, Sasha, do you mind signing this? And you tell them to fuck off or, you know, you just walk past them without saying anything, that's not approaching it correctly. Um, because if you say, hey, you know, I don't have time right now. Um, if, you, if, they're, if you're going to the show later, if I was a wrestler and somebody was going to the show later, I'd say, hey, you know, come find me. Try to find me later outside uh, the arena at the show. I'll sign something. I can't do it now. I'm going to hurry. You know, something you can't just brush fans off because then the first thing they're going to do is they're going to go online and tell people that you're an asshole that is the first thing they're going to do now there are some wrestlers that i feel sorry for because like reigns he told a guy that he didn't want to sign something because he was with his family and he didn't want to be bothered right now so instead of the guy taking it in stride and saying okay that's cool maybe we'll sign something later the guy made up a story online saying that roman reigns yelled at his daughter 
Come to find out later, his daughter didn't even exist. He didn't have a daughter. He got mad that Roman Reigns told him no and made up some bullshit story about Roman Reigns yelling at a child to make it look like Roman Reigns was in the wrong, when he really wasn't. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's... I Sorry, I got off track. But that being um, the thing, like I was talking about Alexa being nice and then I got on everybody else. Um, but it's the same way with CM Punk. CM Punk seems like an asshole when you meet him. It just depends on the circumstances when you meet him. If he's out with AJ and they're having lunch and you walk up while he's eating, I would be an asshole to you too. I'm having lunch with my wife. You don't have to walk up to me and ask for an autograph. Me personally, I met Seamus and Drew McIntyre in my hometown after Raw one night because they came and stopped and ate at the restaurant in my hometown while they were on their way to Fort Wayne in upper Indiana for SmackDown. I didn't bother them while they were eating. I waited till they were done eating told them that they had a good show and to have a good night, and they asked me if we wanted a picture and autograph. It didn't. I didn't ask them. We were so polite to them with the whole thing, they asked me if I wanted an autograph. And I ended up saying no because I didn't want to bother them because that's just the kind of person that I am. Uh, but I feel like... I, I can't say that I'm ashamed to be a wrestling fan right now because there's so many positives with wrestling right now too, not in WWE, but overall. Um, Impact is doing their thing right now. And ROH is doing their thing right now, and AEW is up and coming, and A&W is, AEW is doing so many positive things right now, signing so many people and doing so many right things. And I just feel like, as a wrestling fan, things are about to change, but not within the one company, not within WWE. I feel like the landscape is going to change for everybody else except for them. Vincent Mann is so far behind on the times that he's killing his own company. Um, even if he doesn't hand it over completely to Triple H, what he needs to do is just hand over the reins to Triple H and say, hey, you know, I don't want to step down completely, but I don't think I can do this anymore. So here's this, do what you got to do. Um, because if NXT TakeOver Toronto is any indication as to what kind of producer Triple H is, the company's in good hands in the future. But as of right now, it's not. It's not in good hands at all. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this already. If I did, I apologize. Vincent Mann is the one person in the company that thinks Lesnar's a draw. The one person. That's who keeps putting the title on Lesnar is, is Vincent Mann. And it's not true. Lesnar is not a draw anymore. Lesnar is not good for the company anymore. I am so happy that he lost that title last night. Like, I'm not even... I'm not even the least bit sorry that he lost it because people are going to say they're sick of Rollins having it, and that's fine too. But now that Rollins has it back, we can move on to a different feud. We can move on to Rollins versus The Fiend. We can move on to Rollins versus how turn Reigns heel and have Reigns try to come after the title. Um, there's so many options that you have that you could do now that Lesnar is out of the title picture, which we, we might find out tonight on Raw that he's not actually out of the title picture, which that'll upset me too. But um, I think that was one thing I did like about SummerSlam was that the, the match between Rollins and Lesnar actually felt like a wrestling match. It didn't feel like just a Lesnar match. Like, if you're a wrestling fan, you know what I mean by a Lesnar match. You know that that means uh, 15 suplexes and an F5. Somebody kicks out and then another F5 and that's it. Um, so, because that's, I felt like that's what the 2014 SummerSlam match with John Cena was 15 suplexes and a couple of F5s and the match was over. Um, and we all know that John Cena is better than that. We all know that John Cena is better than uh, 15 suplexes and a, a couple F5s, which 
I don't care for Cena. Don't get me wrong. I don't. Thought they pushed him too much, just like they're doing with Charlotte. There's no reason for Charlotte to win the title nine times in two years. Like I said before, no reason for it. Um, just because her last name is Flair does not mean you have to give her the title nine times in two years. Let her be her own person. She keeps saying she doesn't want to ride her father's coattails, so don't let her ride her father's coattails. But it's SummerSlam was solid, but Takeover Toronto was a hundred times better. Um, I don't. That's that's really all I can say. Um, like the the final match at Takeover Toronto, the main event between Gargano, Gargano, however you want to say his last name, Johnny Wrestling versus Adam Cole, was a great match. There was great storytelling there. Kind of reminded of the storytelling between uh, Johnny and. Champa, when they had their feud, um, it was just great storytelling. Um, and all three pinfalls felt like a different match. And maybe that's just my opinion. Maybe I'm seeing it wrong. Maybe I'm seeing it in a different way than anybody else is because everybody has their own opinion. But the first match, of course, was just your regular pinfall match. Uh, Johnny gets himself disqualified by hitting him with a chair, which is smart because it was a way for him to get into pinfall number two, which was a street fight. So once he got into pinfall number two, he can use whatever weapons he wants. Um, so that match felt different because it was just, it was a street fight. It wasn't a regular match. So there were no rules. So they fought around the arena, used whatever they could. And then, of course, Johnny gets the second pinfall. So the third is a cage that has barbed wire on top so they can't escape and just has every weapon you could think of available. And just some of the spots they did during that and just the way that the match ended was great. I mean, each pinfall felt like a different match. It wasn't the same thing repetitive over and over again, which I thought was, well, that's what I wanted. I don't want a, th a two out of three falls match to feel repetitive in each fall. Uh, and if that, the way that Toronto was produced could be the way that the rest of WWE programming is produced, we would all be happy. Every single one of us. Um, the only complaint I had about TakeOver was uh, Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim because it felt very, uh, Felt very stiff. Um, Mia Yim, there was a couple times when she would stop in the middle of the ring, but she would stop too soon, and she would basically wait for about five seconds to get hit by Shayna. Um, so instead of it being a fluid motion move, it would be a, okay, let me stop and you know bend over so you can knee me in the face. But there was like a five-second delay between her bending over and her getting kneed in the face. Um, so it wasn't fluid motion when they were wrestling. I don't know if that was Mia's fault. I don't know if that was Shayna's fault. Here on out, just like my ex said, I don't know what we do with Shayna from here because Shayna not beat everybody, so I don't know where we go from here. Um, but I guess we'll find out in the future. Yeah. One thing I do want to talk about, and if I don't go over the whole SummerSlam card, I'm sorry. Um, again, just doing this off the top of my head, just trying to go over different things that I've thought about over the last few months. Um, I feel like WWE has been very, very petty over the last few months ever since they found out that AEW was becoming a thing. Um, now there's a few things that AEW has done where they've been petty too. One example being Cody Rhodes destroying the throne at double or nothing, um, which was that happened after, <coughs> excuse me, that happened after um, Triple H took a shot at Cody and AEW and called him a pissant company at Hall of Fame. I believe that was at the Hall of Fame. Uh, when he was talking to Billy Gunn. So they have been taking shots back and forth at each other. Um, the one thing that got me petty-wise was, like, Fight for the Fallen was an AEW charity event. 
Um, everything was free. They were just trying to raise money for uh, certain things. And so it was a charity event. WWE decides to air a Evolve event the same night to try to get people pulled away from a fight for the Fallen and watch Evolve instead. And now they're doing the same thing on the 31st. The 31st is All Out, which um, I might be All Out. If I do go to All Out, I'll do a review of it when I get home. If I'm not at All Out, I'll do a review of it after it's over on TV. Um, I live about four hours from Chicago, so I'm trying to go, but it's going to cost me about $350 just for a ticket. Uh, but there's just a lot of things that they do that I just feel like just let them be the alternative company. Like, you don't have to take a shot at AEW every chance you get. And AEW doesn't have to do the same thing. I mean, they just need to be the alternative companies. WCW, it's, it doesn't need to be another Monday Night War like WCW was. It just needs to be, okay, uh, WWE's on this week. This is the matches. I'd rather watch the matches on AEW. Or flip-flop. There may be a week on AEW where I don't care for the card, so I'll watch Raw. I mean, it just... There should be an alternative to WWE where I can watch it without... People being like, "Oh, you're just a you're just an AEW mark." No, I watch wrestling in general. I watch New Japan. I watch ROH. I watch Impact. Um, I used to watch. I used to go to independent shows back in the day, um, whether it was an arena with two or a gymnasium with two hundred people. I mean, at one point, I watched Seth Rollins wrestle in a ring with two hundred other people in a gymnasium. I don't just watch one program. I'm not a WWE fanboy. I'm not a AEW fanboy. I don't. I watch everything. If something catch my interest on Ring of Honor, I'm going to watch it. If something catch my interest on New Japan, I'm going to watch it. If someone catch my interest on WWE, I'll watch it. So, I'm not just going to stick with one program. Um, I want to watch everything. I will watch everything. For those people that just watch WWE, that's fine. That's your prerogative, but I'm not one of those people. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just... As a fan, I hope things get better. Um, I love making these podcasts, but without having some kind of material to talk about, um, you can't really talk about anything. Um, like I said, I don't want to be Jim Cornette. I don't want to sound like I'm bitching every single time that I'm on the podcast. Um, I will say there's probably something that I forgot to talk about. If there is, I'll remember it after I shut out the podcast. Um, I am going to end it here in a minute. But I believe on Anchor now there are ways for people to leave comments, and I believe there are ways for people to join in on podcasts. So if you are listening to this and you want to join in on a future podcast, let me know. Send me a message, um, or uh, I'm sure there's a way to get a hold of me on Anchor. Anchor, of course, is just A-N-C-H-O-R. Um, it's a podcast app where they let you record, and then they'll put it on platforms for you so you don't have to do it yourself. I think I've got my podcast on five or six different platforms right now um so if you do want to join in if you want to record with me let me know i'd love to have people to bounce off of because um, again it's a little bit hard to do the podcast by myself without having somebody to bounce off of um, it would be great to have somebody to bounce back and forth with to make the podcast a little more have a little more substance um but if you are listening to this uh, i appreciate you listening um, I will keep making podcasts. If people, if this picks up and more people listen, great. If not, then to the followers that are listening, I love you all. Um, I will be back on here. I'm going to try to be back on here tomorrow to do a review for Monday Night Raw, or at least talk about Monday Night Raw. Uh, I will talk to you guys later. Again, thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you guys later.